All I got to say is, how about them Chiefs? They beat the Bears on Sunday Night Football last night. With that being said, let's get into it. I am DB's 1492. Yeah, how about them Chiefs? This Lee 86. What's up, K, sir? Hey, what's going on? This is Cowboy, and welcome to another edition of Sports Talk KC. Uh, like you said, we did uh, t- handle business up in the Windy City. Let's kick it off with uh, some of the games over this big uh, football weekend. We had the Bills going into New England. Uh, the Bills were not able to get it done. Uh, it was uh, 24 to 17 New England. Uh, T. Brady came in with uh, went for 26 to 33. 271 yards, one TD. Michelle had uh, 21 carries, 96 yards. Uh, but, yeah, the uh, Patriots were able to bounce back and take the victory. We was all going for the Bills, but they uh, locked up that uh, – what is that, that second uh, second spot for the, within the AFC Conference? Yeah. No, they still have to beat uh, – oh, sorry, Lee. I was just gonna say they still have to beat Miami to actually uh, seal the deal. But well, hopefully uh, uh, Miami can give us a late Christmas gift. But uh, uh, Lee, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, like I was gonna say, fuck the Patriots. They ain't locked up shit uh, thus far. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just, just to be politically correct. Okay, but <laughs> but nah, man. Uh, the Patriots, yeah, man. That game was it was a it was a hard game. Um, like like we were all saying, man, as we were sitting there watching the game yesterday, that the Bills should have, you know, won that game. Um, they had that they had the lead late into the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter. I believe it was seventeen to thirteen. You know, um. Their defense really let them down um, as a collective unit. Um, their defense was having trouble, like you said, um, stopping the run. Um, they were letting, you know, Tom Brady just cut them up on those sharp intermediate routes. They, the defense really just did not get off the plane, you know, once they arrived in in Boston. Point the offense with Buffalo, it is what it is. Like I've been, like I've been um, saying to Beats and you guys, you know, um, they don't possess an outside receiver, and it showed in that game Saturday against the Patriots. Yeah, they got Jay Brown, Cole Beasley. Those guys are small. They don't have that dynamic threat. With that being said, they just, you know, they were in the game, but they. <sighs> They just went stagnant on both sides of the ball. That's pretty much all I have for that game. I wish Buffalo would have won that game, but, you know, uh, it is what it is. But I guess good job to the Patriots. You know, I ain't going to be no hater. Good job to the Patriots. They, you know, they won, but but still, fuck them easy. Beach, what you got on this game? Um, Kind of pretty much what Lee said. Um they should have won. Buffalo should have won that game, to be honest with you. Um, I kind of, I guess I kind of take the other side. I thought the offense could have did a little bit more to help the defense. Um, yeah. I thought, um, I mean, I knew that they weren't getting that much with the running game, but I thought they kind of gave up on the running game and start 
kind of passed, started to try to pass the ball a little bit more with Josh mm-hmm. Allen. And you don't want to do that against this uh, New England defense. And they, and they made him pay for it. And he had his moments where, you know, guys were open in some cases just to move the sticks or whatever. But for some reason, he was inaccurate and threw an air throw and it was behind the receiver or in front of the receiver or he's or he's throwing all over. I mean, um, throwing over the top of the defense out where nobody can get it where shit is it. It's, it's, it's um, you know, um, it's past his receivers and everybody. So um, and then on the defensive side, um, I thought I thought they could have better um, game planned on that side as far as doubling Edelman in certain situations. They did it. They showed it a couple times, but they didn't do it like how the Chiefs did it or how mm-hmm. um, the Texans did it or how Baltimore did it because that's pretty much what we got. And so, I, I, I mean, they pretty much played man across the board most of that game, man. I just I didn't I didn't like that game plan at all. But even though I mean they they had a chance to win it at the end, I just thought they relied too much on Josh Allen, and um, they should have helped him out with the running game and on the defense. They should have just doubled Edelman and um, forced Tom Brady to go somewhere else with the ball. That's my thoughts. And uh, speaking of throwing it all over the yard, he went for thirteen to twenty six, two hundred eight yards, two TDs. Singletary had 15 carries, 46 yards. Top receiver was Cole Beasley, seven receptions, 108 yards. Uh, like I said, I think they uh, uh, fell off uh, with the run, too, as well. Uh, they totally forgot about Singletary and was trying to rely on the arm of Josh Allen. He was overthrowing and under underthrowing receivers. But uh, Edelman did go out at a certain point of that game mm-hmm. and uh, came back. I think it was like the third quarter or something like that. But I do remember him going out. It, it, to me, uh, it was the defense of the Bills that was on the field more than the offense. So when it counted, I just believe they were tired. Yeah. That's a good observation, Cal. That's a great observation. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say, too, Cal, because um, you, I'm glad that you touched on that, big guy, because the, the time of possession battle was just like – like lopsided. I mean, I think the Patriots won the time of possession battle like 38 minutes to like 16 minutes. So, yeah, you pointing on that, that that you were exactly right. That defense was gassed. Yeah, they were gassed when it counted, man. But, I mean, it was a hard fall game. It's just that, like you guys said, um, the Bills didn't have enough offense and the, the defense was gassed when it counted because the offense didn't produce during this game. Uh, but also, we had another big game. <clears throat> Within the AFC Conference, we had the Jets uh, going into Pittsburgh. The Jets were able to uh, escape the Steelers uh, with a victory going 16-10 to 10 over the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Mason Rudolph went for 14-20. 129 yards, one TD. Hodge also had to come in because Mason got hurt. Uh, going for 11 of 17, 84 yards, two TDs. For the winning team, Sam Darnold came in going 16 to 26, 183 yards, one TD. Uh, Le'Veon Bell went for 25 carries, 72 yards, no TDs. Top receiver was Crowder, four receptions, 60 yards. 
like I said, uh, we thought that the Steelers would handle business against the Jets, but it's certain teams looking to piss in people's coffee, like I like to say. But uh, the Jets were victorious over the Steelers. What is your thoughts on this game, Lee? I didn't actually watch this one at all. Yeah, neither did I. Um, like I said, I was just shocked seeing the, you know, the final results of this game. Like, whoa. Like, Pittsburgh dropped one to the Jets. And actually, on the rundown, I put that this was in Pittsburgh. This game was actually played in New York. So, oh, okay. yeah, um, the Jets, you know, protected protected their home you know, and came out with the win. Um, like you said, this game, you know, had playoff implications, you know, riding on it as far as the Pittsburgh Steelers go. Um, this was just a – it was just shocking, man, that a – you know, we, we have been giving Mike Tomlin so much uh, credit, and I still give him credit, you know, uh, to have the Pittsburgh Steelers in this position, um, considering everything that has happened to that respected Steelers team. Um, it, it was – like I said – I just didn't think that a Mike Tomlin, a Mike Tomlin coach team was going to let that happen. But, you know, the Jets did what they had to do. Um, they they pulled the win out, man, short and sweet. Like I said, I, I didn't see this game. It's, it's just shocking, you know. Uh, real good job by the Jets. Like you said, um, it's going to be interesting how the Pittsburgh Steelers kind of go about, like you said, Mason Rudolph. Um, he's going to be out multiple weeks. So um, they're, they're just going with Hodge at this point. So, you know, Pittsburgh is still in it, but I don't know at this point if they're going to make it because that, that yesterday was really a death blow type of loss. It was really shocking that. That was just my take on that, man. That, that that was a shocking loss by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Beats, what you got on this game? I think more even so the situation or even this game that it's no reflection of Mike Tomlin. Um, mm-hmm. It's more it's more the QB situation and that because I saw I, well I heard on this podcast earlier today that they. Uh, that it was uh, Hodges that was in there, but he was playing poor. So, excuse me, they kind of said it was an injury, but he was kind of benched as well. And then Mason Brutal came in and threw some picks also. And then they benched him and then brought back Doc Hodges. So, Doug Hodges or whatever the fuck his name is. (laughs) So, I just think um, as far as, I mean, as far as the game goes, I think it's more of a more of an indictment on the qu- quarterback situations than the overall team together. Because if you think about it, they only gave up 16 points. You figure if you hold a team to 16 points, if you can score, you should be able to win. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more uh, an indictment on the QB situation. And what really chats my ass is that uh, since they lost, all Tennessee has to do now is win, and they get that final spot. So hopefully uh, Houston can knock them off next week. But uh, it is what it is. So, I mean, not much on this game because I didn't watch it either. But, yeah, I just think it's more more of the QB situation in Pittsburgh. But that's a good football team uh, either way. 
just from where they were to where they are now. So despite all the injuries that they have endured this season. Yeah, and then yeah, and the, go ahead, B, uh, Lee. And in the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, very may well, you know, their last week seventeen matchup with the Baltimore Ravens, they may win that game because um, um, latest latest headlines were saying John Harbaugh is going to, you know, pretty much risk, you know, all of his starters, you know, with the number one seed secured. So uh, Pittsburgh, I'm pretty pretty sure they they're going to play their their regular host of players and their starters. So you know. But like you said, Houston would have to, you know, knock off Tennessee. I don't know if Houston is going to risk people or what. So, but, yeah, I just wanted to throw that little tidbit in there. They they, they probably beat the Baltimore Ravens because they probably won't play nobody. So, but Tennessee controls their own destiny. Yep. Yeah, and uh, speaking with Tennessee uh, uh, and uh, Houston, Houston looked terrible against the uh, dumpster fire of uh, Bucks. Uh, Tampa Bay. I mean, the Bucks. They barely now. I mean, I said that game. You know, uh, I mean, I, I know they have a losing record, and Jameis Winston, you know, is so inconsistent. But you know, uh, Tampa Bay is a real good team. They 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 gave their all against uh, the Texans. They almost should have beat the Texans. Yeah, the offense of the Texans didn't look too good at all in that game. Mm. At all. Uh, but the AFC conference and the NFC conference is starting to really shape up. You know, teams are staking claim for their playoff spots. The uh, Tex- the uh, Patriots in the East advanced uh, to um, 12 and 13. Bills with their loss, they dropped to 10 and 5. Uh, Chiefs still taking reins in the West, eleven and four. Uh, in the North, you got the Ravens, uh, thirteen and two. Steelers with their loss, they dropped to eight and seven. Texans with their vi- victory over the Titans advanced to ten and five, and the Titans are still in the wild heart. We're still in the hunt at eight and seven. Uh, I'm gonna I'm switch to you, uh, beats on this one because I think Lee took AFC last time. But what is your thoughts on the uh, AFC? Uh, shaping up for the playoff uh, run. Well, as of right now, you have Baltimore. They have the number one seed. They locked that up over and went over uh, Cleveland yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, the two seed is pretty much still up for grabs, but um, as far as our Kansas City Chiefs, we would need New England to lose to Miami, uh, and we will have to win our game against uh, the Chargers. But mm-hmm. if New England beats Miami, then they're the two seed. Um KC still has to take care of business and win to secure the three seed. Because if the Texans win and if we lose, uh, they will be the three seed. We'll drop down to the four seed. So no matter what goes on in those games, because you know they're going to play at the same time, you know, whether that's New England and Houston, just win your game, secure the three seed, and go on with your business. Um uh, with that being said, Houston will, if that scenario goes out the way it stands right now, uh, Houston is number four, Buffalo is five, and then that sixth seed, um, like uh, Lee was saying, Tennessee holds their destiny. Um, they win, they're in. Um, 
if they lose, it can get interesting because you have Pittsburgh um, going against uh, Baltimore, and Baltimore is not playing their starters this this week. And um, if they win, they could be possibly be in it. If they lose, you could see the Oakland Raiders if they beat uh, Denver on mm-hmm. Sunday mm-hmm. in there. So uh, I think I crossed all my T's and dotted my I's on all the playoff scenarios, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. Just as far as uh, pertaining to the Chiefs, just take care of business. Don't worry, like I said, don't worry about what New England's doing in their game because you're going to be playing at the same time. Don't don't be scoreboard watching. And then the Texans, I believe, are going to be playing at the same time too. Just win that game, stay healthy, and then roll on next week for for this uh you know this four week run that you wanna that you wanna go on. So. Right. Over. Okay, and uh, Lee, I'll let you take the NFC, man. Um, we got the uh, Eagles uh, taking out the Cowboys. Uh, they are now eight to seven. Cowboys are still in the hunt. Forty uh, ers handle business. They're uh, twelve and thirteen. Seahawks took a loss yesterday. They dropped to eleven and four. They're still in it. Packers in the North taking care of business. They're eleven and three, and the Vikings are ten and four, right behind them. And you got the Saints with their victory against the Titans. They're, they advanced to 12 and 13. Buccaneers are 7 and 8. But Lee, what is your thoughts on the uh, NFC conference and how it's shaping up as well? Yeah, as far as the NFC conference really goes, um, I'm going to just start here. That loss that the um, Seattle Seahawks suffered yesterday at home to the Arizona Cardinals is really one of those kind of losses, like I was saying about Pittsburgh. That's kind of like a death blow type of loss. Um, You know, that was really unexpected. That was shocking to see, see them lose at home to Arizona. So I was just like, wow. And then um, as far as the game coming up this weekend, Sunday night, the Seahawks versus the 49ers, that is going to be really, really big because right now you have the 49ers sitting there in that one slot. You have right behind them the New Orleans Saints sitting at that two spot. Um, the Green Bay Packers is right there in the three. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, of course, is right there in the fourth slot due to their win over the Cowgirls. And then the fifth spot is the Seattle Seahawks. And then your sixth and final spot is the Minnesota Vikings. So like I was saying, man, if Seattle would have won that game yesterday, the 49ers would have stayed in that fifth spot and the Seattle Seahawks would have stayed in that one spot. But with them losing, they clearly they, they dropped back down to that fifth spot now. So this game coming up <laughs> is really for the number one seed, you know, between Seattle and San Francisco. Like I said, we thought that the first one was, you know, was the thriller in Manila. This is the thriller in Manila number two coming up this Sunday night. Um 
like I said, man, the NFC is <laughs> is still up for grabs. I mean, you know, it, it's still a lot going on. You know, not too much going on, but there's still some things needing to be settled in Week 17 for the ultimate picture to be finalized in both AFC and NFC. But you know, uh, the Cowboys are cow, cow Cowboys are still you know holding on by a slim chance to possibly get in. You know, that needs some things to happen. But as far as that, um, that's pretty much the long and skinny of the, you know, the scenes and everything with the playoff picture. But it's going to be interesting, especially especially with the 49ers and the Seahawks, you know, tangling off this Sunday night. So that's, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, the NFC has a little bit more drama than the AFC right now. It's like NFC is full of fullest drama right now for his uh, playoff situation. And also just in Marshawn Lynch is discussing a return back to the uh, Seattle Seahawks with uh, Chris Carson going down. Yeah. And I was going to kind of I was going to kind of bring that up. No, um He's out for the year, Chris Carson and the other running back. So, yeah, they they really had to dig into, you know, into the storage unit, you know, to try to see what can go on, <laughs> how they could be helped at that running back spot with Marshawn. Because, like I said, Carson and the other guy, they are out with season-ending injuries. And, you know, I just want to make one more quick tidbit. That was a real good job by the New Orleans Saints yesterday to go into Tennessee. Um, we all, thanks to win that game, you know, that was a real good job by Drew Brees and uh, Sean Payton to go down there, you know, or, you know, um, go into Tennessee and get a win against a good team in the Titans. So, but yeah, Marshawn Lynch, we shall see because Seattle needs help bad in that backfield. And also, the Eagles just released a uh, job. I just seen that too. Huh? A job? Oh, really? Wow! Yeah, it just came across the screen. Mm-hmm. Matt, to be honest with you, if they. If Marshawn Lynch don't work out for, you know, because he was slated to visit the Seahawks today. So it could be between Marshawn and, and, and JJ Aja, you know, be, with the Seahawks. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, the NFCs are so proper. Uh well, let's get off into the meat and potatoes, man. Uh Kansas City Chiefs went into the Windy City, into that huge stadium, like we were saying last night, and gave them a big L, uh, taking care of business like they needed to. P. Mahomes had a pretty good game, went for 23 of 33, 251 yards, two TDs, no INTs. Williams went for uh, 16 carries, 65 yards. Ware went for five carries, 14 yards. Ware went down in that game as well, right? He didn't come back in. I don't remember coming back. Like a, they said he had like a shoulder, shoulder bruise or something like that. Yeah. And uh, Darren Thomas, he went for 14 yards off five carries. T. Hill, five receptions, 72 yards. Watkins right behind him, two uh, receptions, 28 yards. Uh, and uh, Kelsey with one TD, not too much other than that. But uh, 
as for this Chiefs uh, defense, Lee, I'm going to go ahead and let you break down the Chiefs defense and all the firepower that we had yesterday on that defense, man. Go ahead and just break down for it. Oh, man. It feels so good to um, to say this about the Kansas City Chiefs defense. The beat just kept going on. Um, that was such a good performance last night, you know, just, just to remain consistent, you know, uh, just to keep your head down and stuck through the mosh pit with a business-like mentality. That's exactly what that was, you know. Maggie um, tried to come in and throw a little wrinkle at him, like we were saying, you know, Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears ain't did the RPO type of stuff all year long. But the Chiefs did not buckle. They were ready for it. Those linebackers was running downhill, making tackles. And the, the Chicago Bears quickly said, oh, no, let's stop this right now for Trubisky really gets laid out out here on this yard. Because them boys, them boys in the red and gold, they was hitting and they came to play. So, like I said, man, just – just kudos to the defensive app to, to the defensive unit, man. Um, once again, Steve Spagnolo, um, Matt, Matt House, uh, the linebackers coach, Brendan Daly, you know, the defensive line coach, Sam Madison, you know, just kudos to all you guys, you know, from the from the top all the way down. You know, that was a real good game. They set the they set the tempo. You know, the uh, the Bears got the ball first. Um they quickly got them off the field, you know, um, got that offense to ball back. So that's what you need, you know. Those guys up front is playing good. Terrell Suggs comes in on those scripted plays that he had last night and made an impact in those plays, you know, being able to get pressure and, you know, hunt, hunt Trubisky down on that sack him and Frank Clark teamed up on. That stuff is good, positive energy and stuff, production that you want to see from your team going, and especially your defense, going into the stretch run. So, you know, kudos to the to Spags and this, and this defense for, like I said, keeping the beat going on, baby, and doing what they had to do. Real good job by the defensive unit, man. That's all I had to say on the defense. Yeah, on that defense, it was a real uh, hard hat and um, bring your uh, your lunch pail with you type of That's work. Right. They uh, definitely did their business on defense uh, at a at a great time of this year. Uh, but uh, beats, uh, what is your thoughts on the uh, offense as a whole yesterday? I think they came in last night and did what they had to do. Um, Pretty much like I said beforehand, Andy Reid wasn't going to run the score up on McNaggy. He didn't want to embarrass him. So, you know, in that second half, you can tell that um, the offense, they kind of shut it down, especially towards that uh, – towards after they scored that first uh, – um, that touchdown in the fourth quarter, they pretty much shut it down after that. Um, but overall, good, good overall game plan. I thought the offense moved efficiently um, besides a couple penalties here and there. Uh, I thought the run game was efficient also. Um Getting, um, you know, um, Hill involved, obviously. Um, Sammy involved on a couple of uh, third-down conversions. I thought that was pretty big mm-hmm. in, in those spots. 
And then also, you know, your favorite tight end, Cal, uh, Travis Kelsey, you know, getting that. The best tight end. The best tight end. I don't want to say all that, but he's good now. He's good now, but I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, you know, just pretty much using those guys, you know, using the the running back by committee of, you know, Spencer Ware started it off. He was doing an okay job in there. And then as far as spelling them, uh, I, I thought Damian Williams ran, ran pretty hard and find little creases here and there and, and move the pile a little bit to, uh, you know, try to get us in some third and manageables. Um, like I said earlier, you know, the penalties and things of that nature kind of kept us in third and long. And uh, like we were saying last night, we can't rely on, you know, converting these third and 18, third, second and 20, getting second and 25s and all that type of thing, things of that nature. We got to keep the world or machine rolling and stay ahead of it ahead of the chains and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. But I did like how uh, Patrick wasn't necessarily trying to force the ball deep. I know we've been harping on that, you know, all season. And I think, you know, these past couple of weeks, the offense has been getting taken with the defense has given them and trusting that defense to give them the ball back also. And it's, uh, you know, turned into where we don't have to score 30 points or 40 points just to win a game in the defense. I know you asked me to talk about the offense, but I'm just saying the defense is also helping the, helping the offense. And the offense is actually helping the defense with, with uh, you know, sustaining some of these drives and, you know, taking time off the uh, clock and things of that nature. So, mm-hmm. uh, good game plan. And then I also want to say that, uh, you know, you shorted my boy Mahomes on the uh, on the, uh, on the the stat line there. He had one rush of TD, uh, TD there, buddy. He ran off the field counting his fingers, you know. You know, he kind of uh, brushed his yeah. press conference last night, but we all know what that was. He was up there, you know, throwing a little shade at the uh, Chicago Bears for not picking him. I'll just say this short and sweet. Uh, Pat, we're lucky to have you, and uh, you should be lucky to be here because with uh, Andy Reid and that parent and, you know, helping coach you up and giving that year on you are now. I think if he would have went to Chicago, um, yeah, he could still be Pat Mahomes, but it wouldn't be this version of Pat Mahomes that we see now. So, I mean that that's what I that's all I got to say on the offense. Yeah, I forgot P. Holmes did have that one long rushing touchdown. You know, uh, my bad. Yeah, buddy, you you can't sabotage the stat line now, okay? You forgot about the uh-huh. 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 scamper to the end zone, baby. Yeah, I apologize on that. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Just short and sweet, I'm I'm just gonna say this. In in our in uh, our predictions and right now leading up to this game. It was critical because I said the offense started fast. That first possession that they had, they fast. That's a fast start. And where's the possession that I gave you last night? He made the point. Okay, great. The offense is going to have to confuse in snags. Is going. They're going to have to confuse Mitchell. What I predicted them to do, and the defense did what each predicted them to do. That's awesome. And why 
Yeah, we definitely did, man. It was a good win. Like I said, we need to handle business, win this next one, and uh, just take care of business, man. Don't worry about what the next team is doing and just play our game. And like I said, with T-Suggs coming in and giving us an extra added boost on that defense, and it was it was, it was was pretty big yesterday, man. I, I wasn't expecting to see all that from T-Suggs, man. man. It was a damn good yeah, game. He- but as for the uh, – go ahead, Lee. No, I was just going to say, man, he brung he, – he, you know, he – on that on that one play where he was putting that brush barreling down Trubisky's neck, him and Frank Clark, man, ah, oh, man, that was just a thing to see. That that was so positive to see, you know. And he was making some stops in the run game, you know. That's why they got him. Yeah, it was a big, big move to accumulate uh, T Sizzle. He said he's bringing that culture. You know, he's going to bring that swag to that defense, that extra added push that we needed. So, like I said, man, the Chiefs are right where they need to be. And them suffering them L's earlier in the season built this team. Right. Uh, Versus, like, you know, all those years when we went, you know, and never suffered any losses until it really mattered. Those L's that we took at the beginning of the season helped build this team to be a winning team. And also, it was another big stat they were saying that uh, the Chiefs' schedule on the road. Yep, seven. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's why I brought that up last night. This is, you know, them finishing with a overall road record of 7-1 and one is the first time that that has been accomplished by the Kansas City Chiefs since 1966. And that is a hell of a – that is a hell of a stat that you cannot just go to sleep on. You know, um, that is very big. And like I said, it took a bogus meltdown in the fourth quarter against the Tennessee Titans to ultimately suffer the one and only road defeat. So yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that that was brought up because that is a, that is a remarkable, remarkable accomplishment. That's what championship teams do they go and they bring their a game while they travel and also uh for the special teams while let both of you guys chime in the special team was big again buckner got snubbed for the pro bowl you know he's probably one of the top uh kickers in the league that's really been taking care of business when it comes to his product productivity on these field goals and things of that nature but uh, let's both let's let, let me let you both uh, chime in on the special teams. Starting with you, Lee. What do you think about the Chiefs' special team? <sighs> some of the good, some of the bad. I'm gonna start with the good with the special teams. For Harrison Bucker to kick that 56 yarder through to ultimately put us up 10 to nothing, that was big, man. Um, that was he. He set a record last night. That fifty-six yarder is his career long. So congratulations to to Bucker on his new accomplishment on that fifty-six yarder. That, like I said, man, that was really big. You know, um, that stuff is not easy to do. Like I said, just your, your long snapper, your holder, and your kicker—they all have to be in tune to go out into tap dance on that floor and put on a good performance. So, you know, they did what they had to do on that 56-yarder. 
Um, I just, you guys, they, they, they can't, you know, get that stuff out the system now, missing those extra points, you know, um, that this is two weeks in a row where an extra point has been missed. Um, that kind of stuff, you, you, you guess just one point, but that, that could be a one point. That's a difference in a magnified AFC championship game or something like that. You know, they, they've suffered a punt block and a field goal block thus far this year. So I just kind of want to, you know, I want Dave told to kind of, you know, grind, you know, kind of bite into that a little bit more, you know, and kind of clean that stuff up, you know, because you don't need no field goals getting blocked, no punts getting blocked, you know, uh, missing point, extra point attempts. Clean all that up now, special teams. You guys are doing good jobs, you know, um, putting threes up and stuff like that. Keep doing that, but guys got to hit them extra points as well and as far as punt punt returns and kickoff returns I just want to see them get a little bit more down the stretch run get a little bit more production in those returns because that'd be so so helpful if Miko Hartman you know bust a 40 50 yard kickoff return or punt return during the playoffs you know that'd just help the offense a little bit more so I just kind of want to see them start producing in the return aspect, whether it's punt return or kickoff return. Sure those things up. Special teams keep the keep the beat going on. That was just my take on special teams. Be what you got on special teams. Sure, not much. Lee hit it right on the right on the head. Mm-hmm. Be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I did like that little tidbit he added at the end with the uh, punt returns because we have not, you know, returned a, a punt or a kickoff return this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that'll be uh, greatly needed in the playoffs. Hopefully on some of that stuff, you can put Tyreek Hill back there maybe, possibly. Uh, if you really need it, I guess. Hopefully you won't, but uh, – I would like to see more out of, but I just I, I don't have that much faith in Miko as far as return. Now on kickoff returns, he does a pretty good job, but as far as a pump return, I don't. Uh, I'm more or less concerned about him catching the ball and holding on to the motherfucker. So mm-hmm. that's and that's kind of where I'm at with him when he when he touches the ball anyway. So sorry to say that, but it is that's where that's where he's at with me for that. I know you asked about special teams, but. Um, uh, Lee pretty much hit that on the head. So, I mean, there's nothing else to add to it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up, though, Beats, um, because I do like the thought of, you know, as far as kickoff returns, let let Nico take those. But when it comes to punt returns, I think we may see this in the playoffs where, Tug, where Dave Tug tries to play, tries to play, tries to play the mind games with the kicker and put Tyreek Hill back there on the punt returns to kind of get the punter to either try to shank it out of bounds or things of that nature. So, I, you know, I, I'm with you on that. Probably during the playoffs, we could possibly see Tyreek Hill back there on punt returns. Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. Um, Tyreek's always been pretty productive in the return game. Like, for me, too, is well, with, with Miko, man, I – to me, he's not a good return specialist at all. 
Nah, he's not because he he never did. I mean, he did that stuff a little bit here and there, but like I was saying, all four years at Georgia, it was strictly wide receiver X. You know, he really didn't have the responsibility as far as being a specialist. You know, um, he was your true, what you call your true polished wide receiver. You know, he was bred into that all four years of starter. So, but just to kind of double spin back real quick, just one little tidbit. Like I said, yeah, I know I mentioned it last night. We have not scored a touchdown on a punt or kickoff um, return. We also haven't gave up a punt or kickoff return touchdown. Knock on wood, but that is a credit to Dave Tobe as well. If you ain't scored one as a collective unit, you haven't given up one as a collective unit. So you have to be, you know, hindsight 2020 with that. You know, special teams has been doing their job, but you know, they 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 are yearning for a nice return. Not nothing to the house, but get a nice return to catch somebody off guard. Yep. Build position. Yes, sir. Well, uh, you guys got anything else you want to touch bases on with the Chiefs? I was going to say, did y'all see? I just saw this shit on Facebook. Uh, I don't know if they showed this during the fucking uh, pregame show on Sunday night or whatever. They did, my, and I posted it in the uh, Sports Talk KC uh, page. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was up there singing uh, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. They, they got him as a kid singing that shit. I was like, damn, they did my nigga like that. Yeah. Yeah. Once we had pulled up, once me and Pops had pulled up to the shop yesterday and, you know, was pretty much waiting on y'all to come through and uh, get there, Pops was like, ah, oh, look at this on TV or whatever. I don't know if Cal and, Cal and his dad was there yet or not, but. Uh, yeah, that it came on, and I, I kind of like glanced at it or whatever. But yeah, Pops had pointed that out to me like, Yeah, look at Pat when he was a kid, you know, this, that, and the other, singing all this, you know. Yeah, I seen that. I just thought that shit was no, I huh? Yeah, I didn't catch that. Uh, I didn't catch that. Your ass gonna laugh. <laughs> And uh, also, got some uh, good basketball games coming up. Oh, yeah. Christmas games. Mm-hmm. Christmas games. Uh, yeah, got uh, L.A. going against uh, the Clippers and everything like that with two L.A. teams. But it's saying that uh, Davis and Brian probably were questionable for the fucking games. Wow. So I'm kind of pissed off about that because I've been well, – I ain't got a chance to catch no real basketball. Same here. Now I – the, the chance I finally get a chance to catch the Lakers, the two people I want to see ain't nobody gonna play. <laughs> right, that is so. That's grimy. Like, damn. I hope. Hey, I hope AD and LeBron play. Like, I want to see that matchup on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm yeah, glad that you brought this up because one of the games still slated for the Christmas Day games is the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. Now, now, my thing is this. You know what Golden State is. They are a roll of toilet paper right now. Waiting for someone to wipe their ass. Why are you keeping 
Why do you want to see the Houston Rockets obliterate? No one wants to see that on Christmas or that game. There is another game that you can, whatever, do what the NFL does. Flex that game. No one wants to see the Houston Rockets just bloody assassinate the Golden State Warriors on Christmas. Yes, I know y'all had that game before Steph got hurt and everything else. Man, move that game out of this slot. That is not going to be a good game at all. It really not. <laughs> they should move that fucking game. That game is going to be so boring. And especially if Bronny and them and uh, uh, AB don't play, AD going to play, it's going to be a terrible Sean for the NBA. Yeah, only good game. <laughs> only good game. I can really say I know that's going to be really good and competitive is Milwaukee in, in the 76ers. I mean, yeah, yeah that's going to be a good one. Um, I think the very first one is uh, now, I think Boston and Toronto. That one may be a good one. But. Yeah. I do not want to see the wiping of someone's ass between the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. Move that game. Seriously, get that game off of the program. Mm. I agree. I agree. This game is. I think the North, don't the Pelicans? Aren't the yeah, Pelicans? They, play, they play somebody too. They should have moved that shit too. Well, I know. Well, Pelicans are slated to play somebody. Well, and they was also saying that Zion uh, participated in shoot around. So Zion may this may be his first game back. So Mm. may want to watch that one. Uh, Keep an eye on that one. That'd be his first NBA debut. Yeah, the the meat and potatoes on Christmas is gonna be Philly. It's gonna be Philly and Milwaukee for me, buddy. I hope AD and LeBron play. I really do. I want to see that game. I want to see both of them really go at each other. Seriously, I, I hope. I hope they play. Hmm. Oh, yeah, man. That. Yeah, you know, it's always good games on Christmas, but like you said, nobody wants to see the Rockets go in and fucking dog walk the fucking <laughs> Warriors. Nobody. Nobody want to see that. Right. <laughs> Fucking parallel park the whole team. Just get out of here. <laughs> Nobody wants that. But yeah, anything else, guys, you think we need to touch on or no? Nah. That'd be mad, man. You know what? I'm glad. Yes, I'm going to ask the question here to my to my sports talk KC affiliates. Do y'all think with the Golden State Warriors being as bad as they are, do you think Steve Kerr is the oh the great coach that everyone was making out to be. Because really, to me, if you are a really good coach, how people were making you out to be when you was doing what you was doing, you should not be a dumpster fire like this. And my opinion, I just think Steve Kerr, he 
they his players made him look like a good coach but really he has not showed no type of design no nothing they they just really went from sugar to shit in my opinion and it's bad i, I just wanted y'all take on that do y'all think kerr is is a good coach that was just dealt a bad hand this year or he was just protected by all the stardom Oh, 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 let me let me t- uh, touch on this one because this one kind of pisses me off with Kerr and uh, the Warriors as an organization and how they handle business. Mm-hmm. That team was built by Marv Jackson. Mm-hmm. Kurt, Kerr inherited a good situation. Mm-hmm. So, no, to me, Kerr is not a great coach. Marv Jackson built that team from the ground up. I agree. I agree. And was winning – with that team, Marv Jackson got fucked by the Warriors <laughs> for Steve Kerr. I agree. So no, I'm not. A, I'm, I never was a big fan of Steve Kerr. That team, that Golden State run, and the way that that team was built was from Marv Jackson, the better coach. In my, mm-hmm. B. I was. I was just gonna. Say- well, I was going to say the same thing, but with a football reference. This reminds me of uh, when uh, Tony Dungy was in Tampa Bay and then he got fired. And then John Gruden came from the Raiders and coached the uh, Tampa Bay mm-hmm. and took that team to the Super Bowl and won. Because mm-hmm. that was Tony Dungy's team. Yeah. He walked into a good situation. Exactly. Shit ever since. Talking about Gruden's ass. Facts. Mm-hmm. Big old facts. So it just it Yeah, so, I, so yeah, it just shows I agree with y'all. Kerr is it, it was the talent on that team. And like uh Kyle said, Mark Jackson uh built that team up. And I think the only person that well, besides Durant that came after, but the people that was there was uh Curry. Uh uh Thompson was there. Mm-hmm. And that other kid that they had drafted that plays for uh I can't think of that dude, man, but he fell off once the, the Warriors got rid of him for uh that uh black ass dude uh what's that dude man? Oh Draymond? Yeah Draymond. Uh uh Barnes. That's what I'm thinking of Barnes. I can't think I think he plays for uh uh, Sacramento now, which is terrible, but he was good. But uh, yeah, Matt Barnes, uh, the dark, the not Matt, is it Matt Barnes? He's a younger dude, oh, nah. but I know his last name is Barnes. He came from uh, North Carolina. Yeah, he was I there. His name, I forget his first name. You're right. And uh, stuff of that nature, man. But like I said, man, Steve Kerr walked into a good situation. They still have players on that team. You know, what I'm saying they shouldn't be. No, they shouldn't be the upper echelon of the West because the West is so packed full of great teams, but they shouldn't be where they're at. And it it just goes with coaching and culture, man. Yeah. And I I just wanted to, like I said, I just thought I wanted to, you know, share that, you know, bring that up to for us to have that debate because my dad, Pops used to, Pops always said it. He was just like, yeah, you know, everybody giving Steve Curtis kind of credit, but it's, it's Mark Jackson's team. Kerr never did the dirty work to put that pedigree together. 
you know, so, you know, and he, and, 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 and like people, like my dad say, they don't give Mark Jackson enough credit for that team. That's his team. So yeah. it, 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 it's just, yeah, that's why I just wanted to bring that up. Like, it, it's, it's just, it was, it's just like a slap in the face to Kurt. Like, okay, show everyone that you're a good coach. Show everyone that you can come up with good sets and don't just have to worry about Steph and Clay bailing you out with these fucking threes and stuff like that. Show, show yeah, that see. you can be successful and go out and, like, actually draw plays up. And thus far, Steve Kerr has failed tremendously. I mean, I just wonder where all the big time bandwagoner ass fans is of the Warriors. Oh, the Warriors did Warriors that. <laughs> you motherfuckers were jokes from the start. NBA talk. And it all not not speak not speaking to you, Beats. Uh, <laughs> I don't want you to think of, I'm throwing it at you. Uh, I'm talking about the other people, man. Like, oh yeah. Oh, the Warriors this, Warriors that. You don't hear them saying shit. <laughs> I got another couple more questions for you. I know that we all NBA talk because we really, I know to my listeners, you know, I, I know you guys are, some of you are big time NBA fans and we really don't chime in on the NBA as much as we do the NFL, but the NBA is going to come to light a little bit more. So, you know, while we're on the NBA, just kind of keep it going a little bit. Another question for you guys. Should Zion, yes, I know he participated in the walk, we in the shoot around and things of that nature, but they're not going nowhere. Let's just be brutally honest. The New Orleans Pelicans are not going to do nothing. Should he not play this year and not risk further injury because he knows that they're not playing for nothing this year? Or should he return? But yeah, just just to kind of keep shedding some light on the NBA talk. My next question to my guys here at Sports Talk KC: Do y'all feel Zion should keep it shut down for the remainder of this season, considering the Pelicans aren't going nowhere? Because if this dude gets, you know, comes back and risks further injury or another type of situation, that's really going to be bad for him. So that was my question to yeah. I mean personally, I think he should stay shut down the whole year. I mean, I know people wants to see him, but man, you do not want to risk nothing. You want to make sure you are 110% healthy. I would keep it shut down if I was Zion. What you got on that, Cal? Yeah, I think he should probably just shut it down for the rest of the season, man. Um, uh, work on his body, get himself back to uh, 100%. There's no need to rush it. Uh, the Pelicans are not going anywhere. Uh, the kid, uh, man, I can't think of his old sharp head ass. Uh, oh, what's his fucking name? Um, what's the dude name that got tra- tra- traded from the Lakers, man? I can't think of his name because he's so shitty. Oh, uh, uh, Ingram or Ball? Yeah, Ball, man. Ball, He he's been bitched. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not even trying to be funny, bro. He he's been bitched by the Pelicans. That dude is uh, terrible. It's terrible, bro. Like so, yeah. It's no. I don't know what's going on with Ball. To me, he wasn't that great of a player anyway. His dad is just a good uh, marketer. Uh, marketer. Um, mm-hmm. 
But uh, his his little brother, he, he's definitely making noise. I expect big big things from uh, the young ball boy. But uh, mm-hmm. as for him, man, he I don't know where his head is, bro. But yeah, uh, I think uh, Zion should probably just hang it up for the year, man. Come back next year. Bless. Strong. What you think, Beats? Um, I was just gonna say that I guess if he's clear to play, maybe play him, but. Um, I kind of agree with you guys as far as just shutting it down, getting your body right, making sure you're fully healthy. May, not trying to be funny, maybe, you know, uh, get more into NBA shape to mm-hmm. where – because he, he's very uh, athletic and he has he carries a lot of weight. So, you know, to go through a whole season, you know, I mean, obviously he hasn't played this season, but I'm just saying just to go through a, a physical NBA season, you, you want to, you know – tone up a little bit more and uh, just being the best physical shape that you can be in. Mm. So, so yeah, I, I'll shut it down and just work on dieting and, uh, you know, working on building my body for next season. Man, you don't want to Greg Oden his ass either. Right. right. That's exactly what I thought about, like, with him. Like, dude, you don't want to be a clone of Greg Oden. <laughs> Like, yeah, man, let him rest his body, man. Like I say, I just – I don't think it's versus – he just need to get a little bit more leaner, man, because, like, I'm pretty sure he got more muscle mass than body fat. He just need to lean – you know, get a little leaner, man, and make sure his legs are strong enough to, to handle all the violent way that he plays. But once he gets back, he's going to be big uh, for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why if you want this guy as your – you're the head of the franchise, don't, don't, don't rush him, man. Right. Let him just take the rest of the year, man. Everybody else is doing it. So there's no need to force him back, especially if he if you ain't winning nothing. Right. And and just kind of some rapid fire questions real quick, just regarding the NBA. The um this is a rapid fire just just quick questions on these. Are the Phoenix Suns a playoff contender? Go ahead, Kyle. Within yes the no? West. I mean, yeah, I mean, with with teams like Golden State sinking and things of that nature, they're on the come up. Uh, will they go far if they do make it past the first round? No, but they are on the come up. They're one of them teams to watch. I've been watching Phoenix. Yeah, they they got a pretty solid team, but the West is so deep, you know. So, but they are on the come up. And I agree. And I agree with that. Um, like I said, uh, Phoenix is right there with uh, Booker being balling. Devin Booker, like I said, balling like how he's been thus far. You know, Phoenix has kind of been one of those surprise teams. Like, whoa. So, you know, they, they are in the hunt to be a playoff team. So, that's interesting. What you got on that beats? Where are they at? Where are we? I'm gonna ask you a question. Where are they at in the standards right now? Uh, I think their current record, as far as the West goes, I think to be honest with you, um, I'm not 100 percent percent sure. As far as standards, I'm gonna just throw a guess out there. I think they are in like the fifth or the fourth spot. The fifth or the yeah, like the fifth spot. As far as standards right now, and that's pretty decent for a few. That is pretty decent. Um, as far as did, was your question, would do you think they can make it like a deep playoff run or maybe just get past the first round? No, the Phoenix Suns, a playoff team, period. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Okay, okay, 
All right. All right. And one more other question as far as this rapid fire with NBA talk. Um, what was it I was going to ask? It was one more question. Damn. Mm-mm-mm. And it was one more question I had to ask. Yeah, I, I forgot. Damn. Yeah, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me here in a second. But yeah, I think I just think, like I said, Phoenix is a good team. They, like I said, they are they are a shocker to me. It's, you know, oh, that was the other one. Um, Cal NBA NBA Finals um, prediction: the teams for the NBA Finals right now. Oh uh, man, I don't. That's that's way that's way down the line, man. I mean, I know, I know. I just want you to know. Maybe past Christmas. Now, let alone the All Star break. Uh, I know, I know. I just want you as far as as far as what we're seeing now and where teams rank out now. Just, I mean, this is just for fun because we don't do NBA talk all the time. Yeah, I know we're in December. I haven't made it to Christmas yet, but NBA Finals matchup right now. Who you going with, big guy? And being with my work schedule, I haven't seen any. Like I said, Christmas would be the first time I done sat down and really been able to decipher games. But if the Lakers are healthy, of course I'm pulling for the Lakers because that's my team. Uh, out the East, if Philadelphia can hold it together, I don't think that the Bucks have enough. But the Bucks they give them a tough ass time in the playoffs last year. So in the Philadelphia in, in Philadelphia and the Bucks aspect. Any one of those two teams, because they are the powerhouse within the, the East. Toronto, they're trying. You know what I'm saying? Toronto, they'll they'll be there. But it's going to be between either Philadelphia or the Bucks within that East. I'm just not sure which one yet quite yet. Okay. NBA Finals matchup, Beats. What you got? This nigga took my shit, God damn it. Uh, I'm sorry, I mean, but it, I mean, because it, it's it's pretty. Good. This makes sense. I haven't watched any games either, but based on podcasts that I listen to, that they talk a lot of NBA talk. Those are the two teams. Well, as far as the Lakers and the Bucks, those are the two teams that are doing real good right now. So I'm gonna go with those two, and mm-hmm. I would like to see, you know Milwaukee, you know, uh, take that crown. But you know that's kind of hard going against. Uh, they don't have nobody to match up with both uh, LeBron and uh, AD. So. Uh, yeah, as of right now, as it stands, just for as far as the matchup, L.A. Lakers and uh, Milwaukee Bucks, and it, yeah. it's easy, and it's easy to pick them two teams because they are are the the cream of the crop. But it's other teams, you know, say that's on the come up. You got uh, Denver, uh, Dallas, uh, Utah. Right. Uh, also, uh, what's going on in uh, Portland? Houston. It, 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 Houston, you can't count them out. It's so many teams. You got a Detroit that's making a little noise in the East as well. You got uh, who else? Uh, the uh, the Celtics. Oh yeah, that's Boston. Boston. I don't really know. Like I said, like next time I'll be a little bit more prepared as far as uh, standings and everything like that when it comes to NBA talk because I don't have anything right now on uh, standings and stuff of that nature. But if we're gonna get a little deeper in it. Yeah. Uh, I'll have all that stuff for next year. Yeah, this was all just this was all just a little like I said NBA rapid fire, just quick little talk for fun, you know, j- j- just to throw it in there. But as far as my NBA finals, you know, um, matchup here in December, <laughs> I'm going with the Lakers and the uh, 
with the Lakers and the Bucks, man. Like I said, um, they, they they are your two. Like I said, I know that th- those are the two sexy picks, but they're the most realist picks. So I'm calling it now. It's going to be a NBA Finals. LeBron's going to get back there to the finals. Uh, and it's going to be him and Giannis going at it. Yeah, we know we know LeBron and his hairline will be there. He just got to just see if they can get past uh, the Clippers. That's what they're gonna have to get past. You know, yeah, so. that's gonna be that's gonna be a hell. I cannot wait. I hope I hope they are healthy. I hope no one's hurt when it comes to the Western Conference Finals because that is gonna be a battle. Yeah, that'll be uh, one to watch, but. Uh, we just have to wait and see, man. You know, it's starting to pick up uh, Christmas games, and pretty soon we'll have, and um, you know, it'll start heating up as the uh, winter comes to an end. Summer starts to heat up, so does the basketball. So mm-hmm. we just have to wait and see. Uh, with that, you know, uh, being said, we'll we'll touch more bases on the NBA as it uh, starts to break down within these coming months. Um, but with that being said, that kind of concludes another episode, guys. What you think? Yeah, um, I did just want to throw this little tidbit in there. Uh, old Mike McCarthy, as I just seen, uh, came across. Mike McCarthy was interviewed by the Panthers today um, for their head coaching vacancy. You know, I guess they were pretty much mad, you know, after the loss they did, you know, lost to the coach yesterday. So that's something to keep an eye on. Mike McCarthy was interviewed today by the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, uh, that ain't really a. I don't know about Mark Mike McCarthy up there. And I don't know about that one, but I did see that they should never fire their. Uh, they should never fire their head coach anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but with that being said, uh, we'll see what transpires with that. But uh, it's another episode of Sports Talk KC. Uh, ha- happy holidays to everybody that celebrates. Uh, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Merry, Merry uh, Christ, uh, Christmas. <laughs> since we can't, you know, since that's how it's being said, the uh, politically correct way. Uh, but anyway, you know, just happy holidays to everybody. We're going to keep working. As I like to say, we working. And uh, we'll be back uh, Friday for our uh, preview uh, for the Chiefs game coming up this Sunday. But with that being said, uh, I'm uh, Calvia. And if you're checking for me, you can find me on Instagram. Facebook is Calvia Beats. So they're looking for you. Where can they find you? If you're looking for me, you can find me at dbeats1492, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, also want to say happy holidays to everybody and to also uh, welcome any new listeners that we may have and to check out the uh, Facebook group Sports Talk KC and also like the Sports Talk KC uh, Facebook page. And um, there was something else I was wanting to say. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. This thing about this, we in week 17, right? We've been mm-hmm. doing this shit for 17 weeks. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's yes, what's sir. up. That's what's up. That shit was my favorite. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we've we been, we been pushing, man. And, like, I've been noticing and watching the numbers. Numbers are spiking uh, yeah. every week. Uh, yeah. So, it, I mean, it's showing that people are taking a liking to what we're doing because it's, it's progressing. Each week, I looked yep. at the numbers before I hopped on, and yeah, cool. 
Well, I just want to say happy holidays and thank you for listening and to tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, Lee, if they checking for you, where can they uh, get at you? Yeah, man, Lee 86. Y'all can find me at uh, Radham Jones on Facebook. And uh, like the guys were saying, man, you know, uh, we go rolling and working for you guys, you know, for our city, KC, you know. So, um, once again, happy holidays and a, a Merry Christmas to everyone, every single last one of our listeners, you know, that support us and everything with this Sports Talk KC movement. Um, like I said, it said again, we are working and rolling for y'all. And we just appreciate all the support from all, from, from everyone, you know, from whether it's from my camp, Beats camp, Cal's camp. We all appreciate the love and the support from all of you guys here at Sports Talk KC. And Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, and another thing. I'm sorry, I have to keep keep going, but uh, yeah. it's it, it, it. This has just been something that's been weighing on me. Uh, with a, a lot of the sensitive stuff that's been going on, make sure that you hug and and and, and, and tell your loved ones that you love them, man, because you never know. That's right. What to expect? Yeah. Uh, walking out the front door nowadays, you know, people right. are going missing, uh, senseless shooting, senseless acts of violence. Just be safe. Just be safe and uh, hold your, hold on tight, tight to your loved ones, man. I ain't trying to turn it into something more than what it is, but I watch the news. We all watch the news. There's a lot of stuff and wacky stuff going on within our community. So just. You know, hold your loved ones tight, man, and just say, make sure you say, tell me you love them, man, because you never know what happened. That's right. not the story. So. Yeah. With that being said, uh, that concludes another episode, baby, and we'll be back. Like I said, we working. Give love and stay strong. Merry Christmas. All right, y'all. <laughs> yep, yep.